Welcome to the Busy Pastor Podcast. If you're interested in leadership and ministry coaching, go to busypastor.org slash coaching. Join the Busy Pastor community today by going to busypastor.org, filling out the form, and you will receive more free resources, starting with our Fab Five resource, helping you determine the five things only you can do. Thanks so much for tuning in and joining us for the Busy Pastor Podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Trent Stewart, as always. How's it going? And uh, today's going to be an exciting episode as we talk about the power of the big day. Mm. Uh, This has been an important part of the life of Foothills Church for 12 years. Yeah. And uh, so I think all the thoughts and principles behind this are going to be really important and pretty practical for our listeners. And so uh, let's just get into the first question. What is a big day? What is a big day? Well, a big day can be really anything that you want to make it. Um, but for us, the big days have just been more evangelistic. Right. Um, they've been more uh, relational, fun, those types of days where, you know, you're, you're, you're putting a little bit more uh, into the, the overall experience on a Sunday. You're, you're really encouraging people to invite lost friends, people that don't know uh, the Lord or go to church anywhere. And so that that becomes a focus. And, you know, giving people that opportunity to invite them to something where we're going to preach the gospel and it's going to be a, a fun day. And you, usually, you know, in the in the history of the church, you know, back in the day, you called them, you know, high attendance Sundays, pack a pew. You yeah. know, some people come invite your one days. Right. You, you know, there's tons of different ways to to theme it out or to talk about it. But it's basically, you know, where you're trying to get people to invite lost people to church, hear the gospel, and give people an opportunity to receive Christ. Yeah, and so we we've got eight ways, eight principles behind the power of the big day, and so we thought we would just begin to walk through that uh, with you. And so um, let's talk about the first principle. Yeah, the first one is really be strategic about the timing. Um, and so you don't want to do this in the month of May, most likely, because... Right after Easter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or, you know... the That's the, a big day in and of itself. Yeah, yeah. right. The the dead of summer when mm-hmm. everybody's traveling. So you want to be strategic. And there are, there are obviously some certain days that are already built in, like you just mentioned Easter. Easter is going to be a big day. It's already built in. So you want to go ahead and grab that. Christmas is one of those days that... You just want to kind of assimilate those two days in the, the overall, you know, rhythm of your, 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 you know, structure. And right. so really you're looking at <clears throat> four, maybe five, you know, big days out of the year that you give extra attention to mm-hmm. and an extra theme behind to really give people something, you know, to invite friends to, you, you know, you could do it six times a year, but if you do it too often, then, you know, the people kind of get burnt out on it right. and it becomes harder to build momentum. It loses you know, the intentionality. You lose some of that yeah. intentionality and, and uh, you know, energy behind it. So you really want to, I, I would stay, stay around four or five, you know, at the most. So, so but before we go on to the next one, um, how, how far in advance are we planning for these days? At least twelve months. Okay. Um, so you're, you know, we're twelve months planned as far as our sermon calendars, and I think that's important because it's important for me to know where we're going, right. what I'm doing, and it's important for our staff to know what those days are as well because they have a lot to get prepared for. Exactly. You know, as well, and so you know, as we get closer to that day, uh, thirteen weeks is really that first meeting to talk about 
that upcoming big day, you know, to really have that creative and really get nuts and bolts down. Um, and so that's when we would really dive into the, you know, the X's and O's of that day, but it's on the calendar 12 months out. Yeah. And so 12 months beforehand, um, you know, it's on the calendar. Then we begin our process of preparing and uh, which really is the the second point here. Yeah. And so you got to get prepared, right. <laughs> you know, and so you, you can't just say, you know, bring a friend. Um, you really need to prepare. And so, you know, in order to do that, you've got you've got to create what what comes around it you know so yeah the sermon yes you know evangelistic but what what else makes that day special and so you've got to get prepared for that um so you know what what are some of the resources you want to give what are some of the fun pieces of the day that you want to bring around that you know this is not like some people might criticize a big day and say oh well you know you're just trying to you know rope people into coming to church or you're trying to you know just just trying to use all these external things to get, you know, you know, beg people to come to church. And it that that's ridiculous in my mind. Mm. You know, people um who are lost in our community um will be more likely to attend when a friend says, Hey, come to uh, Sunday this week. We're gonna have some inflatables or we're gonna have food, we're gonna have this. You can enjoy, you know, the service and then we're going to have this other piece. And it's like, oh, OK, that sounds cool. That sounds like something I might, you know, come to. Whereas just a normal Sunday, those people, you know, may not respond to an invitation. And so in order to get prepared, you got to figure out the theme and what fun things are going to be around that. Right. And, and then, you know, start preparing for how you're going to get people to invite people to church. And, yeah. you know, what's the prayer uh, around this event look like? How are small groups involved in this invitation? You know, are you going to give people handouts in order to invite friends? Are you going to advertise this in the community somehow? Um, what kind of videos might come around, you know, an event like this to promo on social media that you might mm -hmm. uh, promote? So all of the pieces, you know, you've got to begin to, to get prepared. So you can't just say, hey, let's do it next week. You've got to really you know, I would say at least, you know, 13 weeks out, start to really brainstorm what that day for you is going to be. Yeah. And so when you're prepared like this, you know, you mentioned a moment ago, it gives your your people an opportunity to invite someone, right? Someone in their yeah. life, whether it's a friend or neighbor or a family member. And I think that's so important because you're giving them permission to practice the power of invitation. Yeah. I mean, if you think about that principle, the power of invitation, I mean, it that is what God uses in all of our lives for every single one of us to take our next step with Him, mm -hmm. right? The the power of invitation to salvation uh, yep. from Him, but even on a human level, I mean, uh, every single one of us, even probably listening, could could name all the people in our life that God has used to right. invite us to something, mm -hmm. whether it's a small group or a Sunday service or an event. Yeah. So when you strategically put energy mm -hmm. and bandwidth and resources around something like this, not only is it a great day for your church, but like you said, it's really an opportunity to equip your people yeah. on how to invite and to be intentional all the way up to that point. Absolutely. It gives your people permission to invite them to something as well. Whereas, right. you know, they might be a little hesitant because they don't know what you're going to preach about. You might be preaching a message, you know, on money or giving, like, I don't want to invite my lost friend to that message, you know, 
So you're really giving them the permission to say, hey, this is the week that I'm going to share the gospel and we're going to we're, we're having your your lost friends in mind when we're you know preaching and when we're leading this day. And so that's a huge that's a huge part of teaching your people to be evangelistic. And then, of course, you're also asking them to pray for that person. Right. Um, and those people. So absolutely. And and, you know, this really is something that's kind of stirs in the community as well, because as you're advertising, as, as they're seeing this in the community and on social media, as, you know, neighbors are having these conversation, it becomes a little bit of a buzz in your community about, oh, well, they're, they're having this day this week. And, and so, yeah, I mean, all, all of those signs are well-intentioned, good intentions to get people who don't know the Lord in a situation where they can hear the gospel clearly. Yeah. I think that is that's so important, especially when you think about this lane of preparation. Just just one more thought on this, because because I mean, th- think about think about your neighbors, right? Who have who have kids? Yeah. So family members who have kids, and you know, you the the power of invitation there to say, hey, come on, come to church on Sunday. We're gonna have inflatables for the kids. There's food for the family, mm-hmm. you know, and there might be four, five, six other families that know, you know, yep. this family mm-hmm. in your neighborhood, and and uh, so so you're really preparing. Um, and and yeah. they, it, they say it takes six invitations or six points of contact before someone will actually either come to church or you know in the business world to to, to buy your product. You know, it's at least six points of contact, and so. You might invite them, you know, somebody else might invite them. They might see a promo video online. They might receive a mailer in the mail, uh, you know, and, and so it takes six usually. And, and, and so when we keep that in mind, too, that's where you're like, well, it takes a village, you know, to reach people. Absolutely. <laughs> multiple touches in order to encourage people to, you know, actually step foot on your campus. Yep. And, and so, so. We're we're praying. We're we're preparing well in advance. We're thinking strategic about the timing yep. of a big day. So so not right after Easter, mm-hmm. not right before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, we're looking at our calendars and our context to say, okay, where can we put these days that there might be lulls? Yeah, right. And uh, they're going to be strategic ways to to facilitate some of yeah. some of this this stuff. And so so what's the third point? Um, well, before I go to the third point, okay. so on your thought there, so for us, we're going to do one in August when school starts back. Yeah. So that's a, that's kind of a, a big momentum day. And then we're going to do one later in the fall, uh, which is another good push after we have fall break and, and everybody's so, back in town, everybody's back in town. And so that gives us a, a big boost. And then of course, naturally you've got Christmas Right, and then naturally you have Easter, and so those are the four times that that we actually do it. And and this by no means replaces our training, equipping, encouraging people to do personal evangelism. Right, um, but this is just another side of of the coin that that obviously you know we want to use as a part of uh, reaching people with the gospel. So yeah, and I, I love I love the day you know coming back out of out of the summer because everyone's back in town. Yeah, everyone's back in school. Mm-hmm. And now people are looking for churches, mm-hmm. and we can really, you know, yeah. catal- catalyze on, on that uh, getting part back of the in calendar. those school rhythms, exactly, and, and all of that. Yeah. So, uh, also a great point. So now moving to to number three. So yeah. What's number three uh, when it comes to these principles of behind the power of big day? Yeah. So you want to have a day of of excellence, and so you really want to bring, you know, put your best foot forward, you know, and so. 
whatever that looks like for you. You just want to do the best that you can with the resources and and the people that you have. Yes. And so, you know, it means that nobody on staff's taking a vacation on this day. It means, you know, your your best singers are singing. It means, you know, everybody's getting their their best volunteers on that day. And so everybody is collaborating as a staff, mm-hmm. as volunteers. And so you're just putting your best foot forward. And that includes me as the pastor, as as the communicator that day. You know, I want to to be prayerful, mindful about the sermon that that uh, I would ask God to give to me and 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 do my very best on that day, as well as whoever's bringing the announcements, who's ever, you know, all of those pieces. You right. know, if you're going to have a video, if you're going to have an, a, any kind of other component in the in the um, day, you just want you want it to be really uh, clean and polished, and and so you know, giving it your best day, you want to knock it out of the park mm-hmm. as as best um, as you possibly can. And so, yeah, that's that's just what excellence yeah. means. You mentioned a moment ago the intentionality behind advertisement and marketing. Yeah, you know, so you're preparing to get this out into the community. I mean that that type of excellence um, is gonna tell your community kind of how you even think about excellence or your mm-hmm. neighborhood or your city, mm-hmm. and even the the promo and advertisement and marketing that you do to to prepare and to plan. Mm-hmm. For something like this, so yeah, so from the beginning, you know, excellence has to kind of be our mm-hmm. guardrails mm-hmm. in how we're even putting something like this this on. Yeah, so you want a good theme wrapped around that. It's a great point. Yeah. I mean, if it's a theme that is is uh, kind of uh, hokey or weird or you may maybe an offensive <laughs> thing, you know, yeah. you don't want flames and, and the Turner burn theme kind of coming through on that because your, your goal is to really connect with people that aren't in church. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, you want that excellence to even come, come out in, in whatever logos, promo pieces that you're putting out there. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and your themes can be contextual to your city, to sure. your area, to your neighborhood, or a, a season of the calendar. Yeah. You know, uh, like we talked about this back to school uh, kind mm-hmm. of event that you might do. Um, let me ask a question around excellence. So when you're when you're planning and preparing and and praying about a big day and you're thinking about this, this lens of excellence, um, do you bring in worship uh, leaders or do you bring in speakers from the outside and how are you thinking about that? I mean, you as the lead pastor, are you also carrying the weight of a big day and yeah. and the normal preaching calendar? Uh, how do you think about that? That's a good segue into the next point. So uh, it's almost like I planned it. You planned it <laughs> uh, because actually, I I would encourage you to yes, you be the one that preaches. You mm. want a consistent. Um, you want a consistent look and feel. Yes. And so you don't want to bring in some guy who is, you know, just a ringer preaching his best sermon and comes in. Everybody just loves him and falls in love. And yeah, maybe decisions are made. But then next week, you know, you're up. Yeah, jokes and, on them, right? Yeah, they show back up and they're like, oh, well, where's the guy that was funny? And where's the guy that was this and that? It's like, well... That's a great point. You know, I just... 
this is this is what you get when you come to FC, like it or not. <laughs> you know, this is what I got. I'm giving my best every week. Right. And so, yeah, I want I want to be the guy that's actually preaching the gospel, and that's that's good for me too, uh, because I I want to make sure I'm always, you know preaching to lost people and and have that mindset that I'm not just preaching to the you know the people that have been at our church for years I'm preaching to the to the Hindu that came with his wife or I'm pre- preaching to the guy who's never been to church before just got out of prison and he's looking for hope you know I, I want to keep my mind in that world too not just focused on you yeah. know the small group leader guy that I know is going to be there. So yeah, I want that consistency to be there. So I don't invite people to come and speak. Um, I don't, we don't get, you know, people to come in to sing that aren't normally going to be on the stage because uh, the goal, you know, if you want to, to be consistent, yeah. you know, you want to bring them back exactly. and you want them to continue to come back. Right. And so that would be the goal. Um, and if next week looks different and it's, you know, it's definitely it's definitely going to be different than a big day, but you know, if it's so different that it's a different speaker and different music and different everything, then people are like, "Well, that wasn't you know what I signed up for. I was signed up for that." And so I would just say, "Be you, and yeah. and let your team be your team, and do the best with what you've got." Yeah, that's such good insight. I I think the 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 meat behind an attractional day like that, if you could even call it that, is is the attraction of the relationship that they're already in with mm-hmm. the person who invited them. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can be a part of this community. This mm-hmm. is a new community for my children. Mm-hmm. Oh, I saw this, you know, promotion and or you know, this uh social media post or whatever and mm-hmm. uh, that those six touches are happening alongside the personal invite. Yeah. But then also the attraction is the gospel, right? That's, that's because, it, right? Because because 100 times out of 100, a non-Christian is not going to know or care about the guest speaker Mm-mm. that you bring in. No. I don't care how famous they are yeah. in Christian They won't subculture. know them. <laughs> they won't know them. And as you said, the audience, right, of the, of, of the power of the big day type mm-hmm. of event uh, is your neighbor or your, your uh, church attenders or members' neighbors or friends or family, yeah. the community. Right, yeah. non Christians to hear the gospel, to yep. have an opportunity to respond. That that's the most important thing. It's the most important thing. And so when you're talking about the extra stuff, the fun outside stuff, you know, we're not talking like you don't have to spend thousands and thousands of dollars on all of that fluff. You know, you just need some. Just just do a little bit, whatever that looks like for you, and you know, come up with a budget. What can we do with this budget? And have some other pieces to the, exactly. the the puzzle to give people something to do, exactly. to give their kids something to do, and ultimately, why? Well, that parents can just sit and talk and have some relational time while their kids are doing that. That's basically you know what you're what you're trying to do. And food is always a good thing to add to to anything. You know, it just brings that fellowship and camaraderie, and just gives you relational time with people. And that's that's really what it is. And you know, just kind of on another note, when you're talking about other speakers or whatnot, in our day and time, when anybody can download a message from any popular guy around the world or podcast a guy, like they have access to all of that teaching on their own now. But what they don't get is they they don't get a personal pastor who wants to shepherd and offers to shepherd them and know them and to know their kids 
and to provide the, the the community of believers, the church, exactly, to be able to do ministry in the context of their community and allow them to be a part of that you know gospel centered community outreach ministry that they can be a part of the mission. And so, I think in this world where everybody has access to all these great speakers. The one thing they they still can't get from those people is you, pastor. They don't get your voice, your communication, your love, your shepherding, and the opportunities that you can give them to make a difference in their community. And so I think that is is where we've got to lean in. That's where we have to lean in. And that's where we need to lean in as pastors, too. So if if you're not the lead pastor and you're listening to this podcast, I mean, for example, for me, uh, I'm not the lead pastor at Foothills Church, but people ask me all the time, who are you listening to? Yeah. And I listen to two guys. I listen to Tim Keller and Trent Stewart mm. because I like Tim. I've listened to him for a long time, but Trent Stewart's my lead pastor. Yeah. You know, and those are regardless of of what, of, uh, you know, kind of who you're listening to. Great. Get those supplemental voices, um, but be influenced the most the most by the vision and the voice of what God's doing through your pastor. It's good. And uh, so I think that applies, um, especially in in the power of a big day. Yeah. Uh, be the guy who brings the gospel, mm-hmm. who prepares faithfully, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and, and watch what, what God's going to continue to do. And just be you. you exactly. Don't ha- you don't have to, you know, you don't have to try to be funny if you're not funny. You don't have to try to be something you're not on these days. Just be you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for listening to part one of the Busy Pastor podcast on the power of the big day. As we close today's episode, we want to invite you to do a few things. First, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Busy Pastor. And secondly, if you like today's episode, subscribe to the Busy Pastor and leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. The Busy Pastor podcast is produced by Marcus Bowling, video production Jake Tipton, audio engineer Brian Papik, and graphics by Zach Shaddix. We'll see you next time here at the Busy Pastor Podcast for part two on the power of the big day. Until then, let's be busy with the rest of us.